Hey, he hey. got done a lot quicker than I thought he would. See, <laughs> look how it's working, man. Hey. Are we getting the hey. noises? Okay. Nope. Well, is it happening? Hey. It's happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, oh, but hey. have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark. I'm here with Seth. I am here with Mark. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? We're gonna try this one more time. We're it's, gonna nail it this time. It just fucker. Seems to be written into our fucking into the stars that we're going to do things two, sometimes three times, and it's happened again. I don't Mark, know. We've mentioned this before, but every time we have another person, we usually record in my bedroom. Whenever we have another person. We have to record in another place altogether, another room altogether. It's still in the castle. It's still in the Dick Castle. However, it's in another room, the room that I use to record bands and such. Uh, and you know what? Uh, it's uh, a different situation and new problems always arise. How ironic. It's a guy from, are you taking your headphones off because headphones there's a problem? Off? No, because there's um, not a problem. That's good. How ironic because we're in the place where you record bands with a guy that you were in a band with for a very long time. Been in a few bands with this man. Yes. And his name is Patrick. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing really well. How are How you? How many people I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank in you. our listenership are going to be so happy to hear Pap- Pat Norris. Pap Norris. Pap Norris. <laughs> good old... <laughs> Hey guys, I'm back. Pap Norris. Here he is. He was. How did you refer to him earlier? A ghost of his former a self. Phantom of his former. A phantom former of, of my former self. Yeah. I have a feeling he's going to use that for something. Just my journals. <laughs> later. His job applications from now on. Yes, uh, Patrick and I were in a band together quite a while ago called the Anchorite Four. We played a couple tours. We played a couple hundred shows. It was like 1973. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, we you are slept very next very to each other quite often. We, didn't you? we actually did. Yeah, yes, yeah. I would sleep over at his house. We'd sleep in the same bed. We would wake up holding each other at times. Mm. We Patrick knows me better than most people in my life. Probably pretty pretty good. Yeah, pretty well. That's how I know Mark, you. I've seen your nipples. You've seen my nipples. Yeah. You may have seen a ball or two. I know you've said before you haven't seen my balls. No, but... I haven't. I, I think I might have seen the shadow of a ball amidst your thigh. The phantom of a ball. The phantom ball. Before it got fleeced We up. have been talking since one of the first episodes we put out about having Patrick on. Patrick reached out to us and said, I've got this song that I really want to do. And I was sh- I was dismayed. I was shocked dismayed um, at his choice. Uh, I was I was kind of taken aback. It's a song I never would have thought of. I mean, you seem shocked, but I, I never thought of this outwardly as a song that had terrible lyrics. It's not good. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. All um, right. Now we got that cleared up. The song that we're talking about is a song by a band called Toad the Wet Sprocket. And the song is called Walk on the Ocean. Um, now, Patrick, you and I were doing a little bit of listening beforehand and watching of the music video, which is abhorrent, um, <laughs> no matter who you are and no matter what time you're in. Yeah. Uh, it is very, very bad through and through. But we were talking a little bit about like kind of our general feeling about Toad the Wet Sprocket. Mm-hmm. Seth, how do you feel about Toad the Wet Sprocket in general? Are you familiar with them? No, sir. I don't like it. Okay. All right. I do like it. Now... I know I said I like the song, and I do, but Patrick and I were talking a little bit about some of their later hits, like Something's Always Wrong yeah. and uh, Fall Down. Um, very, nope. very, very nope. good and nope. very, very depressing. You are just a no all the way through. I, nah. Um, Don't. I describe them as being kind of in the same realm as the Gin Blossoms. Who are good. But both jangly. Both jangly. Both have that 90s sound. Both writing very self-deprecating and depressing songs which is very much my uh my mo it's very much what i'm into um seth not a fan no there's uh there's aspects to this that um that uh i it may be that i didn't like from the get-go and a lot of what i still don't like about it probably stems from my youth and what i knew about it um i tried to there's so many things from my youth that when I was a kid, I heard and said, oh, it's horrible. I don't like it at all. And then when I get older, I recognize the beauty in it. I tried. Can't do it. But I'm just talking about Toad the Wet Sprocket in general. Even I, like, I tried. Okay. Can't do not it. Not at all. Nope. Can't do it. 
Well, I'm sorry that you can't realize the beauty of of what is Toad the Wet Sprocket. Just a second. I did. Um, I did. It came out. This song, I looked, recorded in 91, came out in 92. And I did not really real. I, I didn't really, I think, pay attention to it or even know about it until maybe the end of 93 or 94. And not long after that, I was working in a record store in Fort Myers and this song was played ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. I did not like it back then. And it made me just turn myself away from all things toady and wet sprockety. So, um, okay, yeah. Patrick, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your history with Toad the Wet Sprocket and this song. Uh, my history with this song would be when it came out, I must have been, I don't know, maybe like nine or ten. I was going to say, you were a baby boy. Yeah, it was quite small. So, you know, I didn't like this song. Um, I didn't like it when I heard it in summer <laughs> camp. I didn't like it on the, like, rides to my dad's house, uh, listening to this song. I never enjoyed it. I do it. not like it, Sam I am. <laughs> I do not like it. I do not like it in a car. I do not like it in a bar. I do not like it, Norris I am. I didn't like it in the room that had the TV on it. So pretty much aspects, like Seth said, I just just do not like this song. Okay. Um, And your history with Toad, though, you you do like some of their later stuff. Yeah, they they have have several. More rocking. Yeah, they're a great band. Just this, like, song is not all that good. And lyrically, it's just an absolute cheese disaster that makes me so fucking happy to hear in such so many ways because in my opinion patrick is a word guy he He is is a he's somebody that knows what what they're talking about when it comes to i know don't laugh this is he's a guy that knows what he's talking about when it comes to a master's degree in word in in yes in in my yes in the english word yeah in putting together poetic beautiful this man majored in prose I also have another master's degree in Toad the Wet Sprocket Studies. <laughs> How fortunate of oh, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. How perfect. Well, I'll tell you, um, ever since I've heard any Toad the Wet Sprocket stuff, whether it be this song or All I Want or Good Intentions, Fall Down, all of their hits, I've always liked them. Hmm. Now, I will say this song also um, reminds me of another band that seems to be very people that love them love them and people that hate them hate them which is counting crows they both have that early 90s americana um accordion mandolin sound yeah and i love that sound all right i love august and everything after i love all that stuff where it's like dudes in a room i love the fretless bass sound i love all i'm a sucker for it i'm a sucker for all that and this song has that in spades and that's something and you know good harmonies and everything. Um, I would love to cover this song with some people. I I, I just love this good song luck. through and through. Now, yeah, I asked Patrick beforehand, I was like, do you want to cover this song with me? And he goes, no. And I was like, well, maybe like it would be fun. And he was like, no. I'll do something. To, I mean, uh, I would be toad? happy to. No, no, I'd be happy. <laughs> be happy Did to you step just say on toad? that toad. Can I please step on that toad? <laughs> no, I would be happy to uh, do something August and everything after. Um, you know, uh, Counting Crows. Even though mm-hmm. I love the sound of the Counting Crows, the um, the the the, the words I kind of put r- roughly in the same cat. I know that's a very unpopular opinion. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, but I'm just not a huge fan of their wor- lyrics. I just I'm not. But uh, but this you had mentioned all those things ac- that are on August and everything after that I do think are great. Fretless bass, accordion strings. I do not think that they are done to nearly the effect on this song that they are on that record. Toad the Woods Rocket formed in 1986 in Santa Barbara, God California. Damn. 86. So they've been around for a while. I mean, we do have to remember they kind of hit their crest uh, in, in the early 90s. So 86 92. makes sense. Yeah. I think it's kind of, and I would say this is an advantage of the song, is that the song is kind of timeless. Um, and it sounds, doesn't sound necessarily like a 1992 song. It sounds like it could have come out now in the... Um, you know the mid two thousands, yeah, like the the Lumineers mm. boom, yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah, uh, to agreed. an extent. It, and it has kind of a yacht rock feel, even like it does. Um, so it's a little bit weird, um, time wise. But nineteen eighty six, it, it was a while ago, but it definitely makes sense with uh, the time that they kind of hit their stride. This album, this song is off of the album Fear, um, which also had All I Want as one of their big hits. Uh, also a song that I like a lot. Mark, uh, <laughs> Patrick, how do you feel about All I Want? Um, I have no problem with that song. Okay. It's yeah. a good song. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, you're alone on that. Not a fan. The artwork for Fear looks like an old like hardcore seven inch. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> it just has the members, and they're like, like I think they're running into the ocean or something. But it also has this weird like weird just clip art. It's like Fear, but it just looks like a and it it's looks like a hardcore. Seven it's inch all in lowercase. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like stylized. It's all lowercase and kind of looks like the Saw logo. It's mm-hmm. like kind of like jaggedy written like someone fucking scrawling it with their using their fingernail into a wall or something like really moody yeah it is very moody and i was talking with um uh my friend keith while you were gone it was funny they were showing them (laughs) on uh jay leno and he's like all right next time listen to this listen to this next stop is this band toad the wet sprocket and he had the cd in one of those giant cd cases oh yeah the long boxes the cardboard long boxes for some reason where it took up Twice the room is a regular CD. Took like three trays, to, tr- trees to make one long box. Yeah, yeah I guess trays. to make it so you could see if someone was trying to steal it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but, um, but yeah. So they came out night or they started in 1986, um, and then put out the album Fear, uh, where these two songs, um, you know, in 1991, kind of hit their uh, hit their stride. Like I said earlier. I feel like Dulcinea, the uh, album after this one, wasn't as big. Did you ever find out the pronunciation? I think it's Dulcinea. <clears throat> the correct pronunciation is actually Dulcinea. All right, back to the episode. Okay, I think it fine. is. I think. I mean, it, but at this point, Mark, ultimately, I, I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's yeah. fair. Um, this song um, came out, and uh, there's two versions of this song. Um, there's one where it does kind of like the ending and then comes back into it. They kind of made it longer for some reason. I think a single and an album version. Yep. Yeah. 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 There's one. I think the single is a little bit longer than the album version. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 259 for the, for the album version with a cold ending. Slowly grow old. And that's it. That's the way it should go. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yes. The coming back into the chorus, like they were just like, we just need more time. So go back into the chorus. I think it is terrible. And I can see the band just being the like, wedding version. Don't do this. <laughs> um, reach the top 40 in Canada, New Zealand <gasps> and Norway. Hmm. Um, so this is where I'm going to concede to. And I was like, okay, so the choruses and there's choruses and there's verses and we'll get into it a little bit more. And I was like, let me go because I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket a couple of years ago in Bonita Springs. Wow. They played at the Southwest the Florida Event Center. Event Center crushed yeah. it, I they? went with my friend Katie <laughs> and they were they were terrific. They sounded so good. And I really, really wanted to go. And so I, I got tickets and I went with my friend Katie. It was it was great. They played all the hits. I may have even got choked up during uh, Fall Down because that song is those songs are so depressing and bring back a very depressing time in my life. But Oh, we'll, 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 yeah. When you make fun of this band, you realize you're ruining my child. I'm just kidding. I'm not flinching, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, I, I no, was just going to ask you at that show, did one of your balls recede up in and was suddenly not in danger of falling out? Walk on my ball sack. Yeah. Let's talk about trauma and toad the wet sprocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually. Are you putting off? Okay, you always put stuff on my drums. I'm going to put pieces I, of shoe I will ret- that you never grabbed. Now the shoe, I understand. This is a toothpick, <laughs> motherfucker. It's come. I'm going to use it again. There's you're no gonna doubt. say motherfucker at the end of everything. So I go, wow. let me go see my man. Motherfucker. <laughs> I said, my man, Glenn Phillips, lead singer and chief songwriter of Toad the Wet Sprocket, my man. is going to come to my rescue. And he's going to tell me what this shit's about. And I'm going to make sure that all this stuff that it means to me is right. And that ball will descend. The song was written after singer Glenn Phillips and his wife were vacationing on Orcas Island in Washington's San Juan Islands after hanging, quote, out at Doe Bay Hot Springs with a bunch of hippies. The lyrics were written as placeholders, but Phillips could not come up with anything better. I wrote down, this is a quote, I wrote down literally the first thing that came across my mind, the lyric and the chorus, I have no idea what it means, unfortunately. Then I tried rewriting it, and nothing ever really worked. I tried to make the chorus mean something, and eventually said, well, it sounds like I know what I am talking about. So we just left it as is. It was the least conscious, least crafted lyric. So it's like... He just said... He was just like, I'm going to tell you, I did a shit job of doing it. Holy shit, this sucks. I 
it is the worst lyric I've ever done. I did everything I I could to try and beat this donkey back under the cart. (laughs) Nothing worked. Well, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. According to me. Yeah. (laughs) Fooled me, I guess, because I thought thought he knew what he was talking about. Uh, How do you, how does that make you feel? I feel, it makes me feel good because uh, I feel like I kind of feel the same. It's kind of in line with what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like, I, you know, I think he was worried about us and this podcast back, you know, when he wrote it in the early 90s. And so he was just kind of throwing it out there. I think he had intentions. Yeah. I yeah. think he had, I think he had an intention that when three, whenever, wherever three or more gentlemen are gathered to listen to this song, they all have to stand up and hold each other's dicks while it's happening. <laughs> They're going to have to. You guys ready? Yeah. Gonna, oh, Patrick got cold hands. All right. Anyway. I'm just phantom. I'm phantom. <laughs> He likens his songwriting style to Nirvana's, where the song may not make might, might not make much sense, <laughs> but it makes you feel something. That makes it, okay. Okay. I mean, well, I guess so, now yeah. see, this is this is interesting because this made me kind of realize that that very well might be what I have going on. Now, one of my favorite bands of all time, if not what I largely say is my favorite band of all time, is Silver Jews. Some nonsensical fucking lyrics. I disagree. Well, you can disagree all you want. I disagree. I would ask you what some of this shit means. And even if you do, even if the sentences do make sense themselves as a whole, it's a lot of non sequiturs and a lot of weird shit all over the place. I think that much like Nirvana lyrics, there's a lot underneath it that is kind of implied and that you're just left to keep guessing about that intrigues you. That is beautiful about those lyrics. Because like, like, like if you look at this first verse, it makes zero sense and well, not much that intrigues you that's well i mean me. of course i was gonna say now i mean like who is being intrigued that's a matter of I, you're right. a matter of personal opinion well, i'm talking about me i know motherfucker you yeah see you got all you got all uppity before but now you're realizing slowly that i'm right okay so like maybe if it doesn't even it's just like a Wrong. absolute like contradiction like it's just you know i mean <laughs> Well, let, let's get into it, okay. and let's 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 this? have this out. Yeah. Are we gonna do this? We spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? So far away, <clears throat> and somebody told me that this is the place. Where everything's better, everything's safe. Yep, already. <laughs> already. So thank, many questions. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. I got somebody to back me up on this one. I, I mean, Mark, I'm not trying to come down on you on this. No, one. no, it's fine. It's just, it's just how I feel. It's clearly the, the writer of the song feels the same way. Yeah. You spotted the ocean. Okay, that's fine, right? We spotted the ocean. That's fine. At the head of the trail. So you're at the head of a trail. Is the ocean at the end of it? But then you spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? Well, if you've already mapped out a trail and the ocean's at the end of it, I think you know where you're going because you just spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? Well, what? as someone who has walked quite a few trails in my life, the trailhead is at the beginning of where you start. Yeah. So if you see it off in the distance, we spotted it off in the distance, which I'm sure that's what that means, at the head of the trail, you know, that means you're turning back around and you're walking back towards the trailhead, which is next to the ocean. It's that raises questions on, <laughs> on, on, uh, in itself. Ethical where are explorer we, questions. Yeah. <laughs> where are we going so far away? Okay, he's is he answering himself? Well, it's not so I think much. this is written as, as the whole sentence is a question. Where are we going that's so far away? But not so much that it's um th- that at this point right here there are necessarily problems with the lyrics. At this point it's the it, at this point this is innocuous. It's not horrible. We're, we haven't gotten to the horrible yet. Mm-hmm. 21-year-old me is going this sounds like shit. Let's proceed. <laughs> okay. And somebody told me that this is the place. That this is the place. But where are we going? I got I got my directions from somebody. <laughs> somebody came along and gave me direction. That's a beautiful thing. Where everything's better and everything's safe. Fuck you, motherfucker. Because 
I, I, I still to this day do not want to look at, mo at most of the music. Even, even the comforting music that I listen to sometimes is safe. Sometimes I want to look at it as, as, as a little as edgy. Even the safe music, even the somewhat. Whenever somebody brings up safe in a song, it immediately brings up you know warm fuzzy clouds that I'm just trying to run from. I don't want warm fuzzy in my song. Jeez. I don't like warm fuzzy in this song. And on top of that, this is the point of the song where you noticeably hear that that fretless bass that you were talking about that's in other things that mm -hmm. I think is fantastic. In this, yeah. it turns me the fuck off. It's a it's a bad casserole of the worst parts of the nineties. Like <laughs> like the bass and that little mando that comes in, like live, he does it to great effect. But in the song, it just sounds like schmaltz. Yeah, I mean, yes. so I will say this. I I understand where you guys are coming from. I have never taken this song to be very literal. I've never taken this to be... I always took this to be... And, and again, the whole thing with the... Where the... I can't remember it was Glenn Phillips or someone else saying that it reminded them of like... A song where the lyrics made you feel a certain way. And I think that maybe that's kind of what I've fallen into is that... I never really took a deep dive into them before. I was always just like, no, no, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, because there are certain lines you can pull out. And it's like, I mean, I think that this first verse could be akin to like someone that is like dying and going toward the light. Where someone is experiencing like an out-of-body experience where you're like, you spotted an ocean at the head of a trail, which is kind of like a light from afar. You're going and someone is like. Everything is going to be okay now. It, this is you, this is yes, where everything yeah. is yes. where everything is better and everything is safe. Yeah, that is the feeling that I have always gotten from it, or or some kind of feeling like that. Whether it be like becoming close with somebody, something where you're heading to an experience, mm -hmm. whether it be um, you know in real life in real time, or whether it be um, you know emotional or. Uh, otherworldly something where you're you see a destination off in the distance that you may not have realized you were going to be going to but you're going to it and you're feeling this comfort from something ethereal or something literal that is telling you i know you've been going through some shit but everything is going to be okay now so you're saying you feel like a fly flying into the bug light at public <laughs> Basically, okay. Yeah. Then that bug light is this chorus. Is this chorus <laughs> exactly? You don't have to have fear anymore. You yeah, don't, you like, don't have to be afraid anymore. Like the Mark title Davis. of this EP. <laughs> um, I've never really thought about it like that. I just, I think too. Like now that we're talking about it, I think too. Like it just, it's just like it's like a total collage of everything about the, like absolutely everything about the song. Like every element of the music, the mando that comes in that bass just everything just creates this weird goulash that i, I just i don't like i don't so like so far it. we've gotten a casserole and a goulash we're going to round this out in just a few minutes with a little bit of a, a quiche of, yeah, of, of, of a disappointment a, a kebab maybe let's go ahead and hit this chorus real quick go ahead <laughs> walk on the ocean step on the stones flesh becomes water wood becomes bone this might back up your whole you're going into the light theory. Flesh becomes water. It's it, got some heavy it, it, Christian vibes. It could, you know, you're you're disintegrating. You're you know, but then this the line that I, that hurts me the most when I hear this song more than any other is that wood becomes bone shit. You sent that just that line to me. Uh, yeah. And oh yeah. Uh, earlier on today, I, I whenever I hear wood becomes bone. Now the part that I read earlier from the song facts. Um, where he uh, where he likens his songwriting uh, style to Nirvana, the first part of that says the verses in this song tell a semblance of a story, but Phillips describes the chorus as quote nonsense, and then in parentheses it says wood becomes bone. <laughs> so they themselves are like, uh, what? Maybe the songwriter's just as lost as I am when it comes to this shit. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I mean, I guess to an extent you could be talking about fossilization. Uh, I don't know really how that fits into getting this all scholarly in your song right now. Um, but like, who is turning? Okay, like I, I mean, like like you don't have to take this literal, but like flesh becomes water, wood becomes bone, and then suddenly 
it goes on half an hour later we packed up our things i'm like dude oh well yeah let's you're turning (laughs) from flesh to water wood to bone now you're packing up things are you wood are you bone are you what, what are, are you, you? motherfucker? <laughs> what, what are is, you? What is the motherfucker? Also, walk episode. on the ocean, kind of, uh, you know, evoking like the, la- the Jesus lazy. thing. Well, I was gonna say, it, I it mean, that's very lazy. That yes. clearly has some pretty, yeah, religious overtones. Pretty heavy Christian religious. Overtones, yeah. yeah. I mean, step. I like on how he says "step on the stones" as if like maybe that's actually what's happening. Like you thought he was walking on water. There's actually stones under. You there. thought you knew Jesus. <laughs> I know Jesus, sir. I knew Jesus, and you don't know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, and it's funny because in the comments section of song lyric or songmeanings.com and all that, there's song uh, song meanings and song facts and all that. You have a bunch of people that are basically trying to duke out what this means. Um, And after reading that the singer has said the chorus is nonsense, I'll be honest, I don't have much energy in me to try and fight the choruses. The verses, I think that there's a little a little more to them. And again, in a weird way, even if at the end of this episode I was to decide, yeah, this song doesn't make a bit of sense, it will still make me feel a certain way. And um and it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, and I was I mean, I think that's kind of what part of what surprised me, Patrick, was that um being a poet and knowing that there's, I mean, I know that there's many different kinds of poetry, but that, you know, not everything necessarily makes you, is supposed to make sense, um, you know, and we've talked on this podcast about At The Drive-In and about a couple of mm. other bands who do a lot of... Um, You've mentioned Silver Jews before in that same, yeah. and you are right. And I mean, you know. where it's like either, I mean, Silver Jews, I think, is a little different. Yeah. I think Silver Jews... You know, I do get what you're there's saying. There's a lot of stuff right. where it's like my stuff is supposed to be up to your interpretation. Yeah. But people will say that and I'll be like, I know it means something to you. This when the guy is like, that chorus is bullshit. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. I, I wrote some placeholders <laughs> and we've done I've done this in Anchorite four songs where I've written placeholders no, that we've never true. been able to. You never have. <laughs> <laughs> and and they've just stuck. Um, Save some magic for. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really do that ever. Um, but in any event, yeah, this course, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and make like, a big fight about it. Like, I guess, like, okay. The way these lyrics read, it's like, I don't know what Magellan did. He was an explorer, possibly. Mm, that's an explorer, right. yes. Okay. This, the way these lyrics read, it's like a really shitty Magellan who has a team of people with him, and they're like, Hey man, like where are we going? And he's just like, I don't know. Someone told me this was the place. <laughs> I'm the captain, but yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, and he just yeah. keeps on trying to come up with answers. Like, wood becomes bone, I guess, right, guys? And they're yep. just like, all right, that's fine. And half an hour later, we packed up our things. We said we'd send letters, and all of those little things. And they knew we were lying, but they smiled just the same. It seemed they'd already forgotten we'd came. It's really spooky. <laughs> they forgot. What's what, Wow. It's really spooky. <laughs> they forgot about us. Yeah. Like, what's that about? I, what do you think's going on there? Yeah, I mean... This definitely makes me feel like, um, this definitely makes me rethink the first verse being, you know, specifically a going toward the light thing. Maybe, maybe not. Because now you, he's added the, the, the depth or the depth as if this has depth, the depth of another, of somebody else of more than just them. Well, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the third verse to piece it all together for okay, you but... on what I think is going on here or what I think may be going on here. But go ahead, go uh, off. All Kings. those send letters. There's somebody else in the equation other than just him right. and, and his partner. There's somebody else there, and yes. there's somebody that's going to be alive because they're sending letters. Maybe, maybe there's you know more to it than once again than what we really know. But I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they said they'd send letters and all of those little things. What what little things go along with what is he gonna like pack up a Hummel 
and fucking send it back to the goddamn people. Is he? Is he, we went antiquing. I think we grabbed he, a few <laughs> things this week, and oh, I bought some Tic Tacs. Let's throw those in there. I think what, what he's. Fuck? I think he, what he's. He's talk, when he's talking about all of those little things. I think he's referring to the things that are said when you're leaving someone. Forget me, not notes. other little things. So, like, I think he's saying, we said we'd send letters, and we, you know, we hugged, we, you know, kissed on the cheek. I don't think the little things is referring to. No. I want this bastard to clear this shit up. Yeah. I get angry. We'll, I'll call Glenn Phillips. Please. I'll see if I can get his people on the phone. I know there's still a band. There's only one man that has the answers to these Mark, questions. there's like residual uh, frustration from Crazy Game of Poker that I think I'm still Oh, feeling. yeah. I mean, it's well. It's still happening. It's still can, going on. I've had that song stuck in my head, and I'm so fucking mad about it. You have it's, no fucking idea. Um, this isn't as bad. But there's just, like I said, a residual frustration. They knew we were lying. They smiled just the same. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> I think that if you take the time to pack up some stuff and all the extra little things that the people would give you the benefit of the doubt of the truth. That's just me. But who am I? I'm a guy that's inland away from the trailhead and away from the ocean. Never walked on shit that was liquid. I don't know nothing. I'm not a songwriter from the West Coast either. Fuck this guy. But also, too, like, if somebody told him this was the place, then wh why are they already packing up? Like, that's a, probably a lot of hard work and determination to get where you're going. Suddenly, you know, you're just packing up and leaving, but somebody told you this was the place. But, like, what is the place? Do we ever really find this final destination called home? This must be the place. This must be. It, and, and they've forgotten they came. So well, fuck them too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they forgot about him. Motherfuckers forgot about Dre. I want you guys to know that. Uh, Please let us let us tonight. Know. Toad the Wet Sprocket is playing in Florida. Oh, already got That's, tickets. And guess who they're touring with? Uh, Gin Blossoms. Yes, OAR. They're touring with, they're touring with fucking. Gin you Blossoms. must have told me that. There's no OAR. way that like that was just. No, I mean it just makes sense. I mean does. they really, really do go hand in hand. Kind of, they do. Yeah. I hope someone told them. <laughs> told him the place to play tonight. Yeah, I wonder if this they said the this must be. They they pulled up and said this must be the place. Uh, trailhead's right there. There's the ocean. <laughs> Walk on the ocean. <laughs> step on the stones. <laughs> Flesh becomes water. <laughs> Wood becomes bone. They do a double chorus here. We won't double it necessarily, but we'll just talk over <laughs> while the chorus is going on. Um. Yeah, love the mandolin, love the accordion, love all that stuff. I'm a huge fan. Then we get the little ga 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 ga. I love that fucking fill going into the. You got the ethereal backing vocals. Oh, it brings you up to such a. It's such a gorgeous rise up into this fucking bridge thing. Mark, did it move? It moved. I I I have to say that uh that there was there's there. Me always commenting on whether there's supposed to be this sort of guitar. It's just like a boo. Yes. You know, into it. Yeah. It's like it's just a fill. It's not, doesn't move me. I think like it probably does you. Mark it, really reminds, that. it reminds me of the uh, the slide part at the end of Torn by Natalie and Bruglia. Absolutely. It which does. also moves me in a major I, Almost the way. same exact note, too. It's, yeah. uh, it very well yeah. might be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this whole fucking thing. I do and, like the accordion. Mm -hmm. I any, I'm, I'm a sucker for any accordion, though. I mean, I got to admit. And it does a very good job of bringing right, us right into the third verse where he sounds very angry. He gets really aggressive. Now, back at the homestead, where the air makes you choke, people don't know you, and trust is a joke. We don't even have pictures just memories to hold that grow sweeter each season as we slowly grow old can't wait back to look back at all the pictures that you and I have stored on our Google account 40 years from now when you bought me that snicker bar out by the beach it was so beautiful I was <laughs> so moved and now that you're gone I'm sitting here making this tape for our grandchildren oh god Mark when he says back at the homestead, I can't help but picture like some 40-year-old dad in a station wagon <laughs> looking at the kids. Back at the homestead, guys. That's all I can see. Uh -huh. it's, uh, it's, it's cheesy. It's just, 
Yeah, no, Homestead is a weird choke. They they made their way back to the city, away from the trailhead in the ocean that they that he walked on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're back back in 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 reality. Is this reality, Mark? Is this real? I mean, like, you know, I just feel like he's just taking me for this magical ride that makes no sense. Like back at the homestead, where the air makes you choke. The people don't know you, but like, it's your homestead. That's usually like. A family-style dwelling. Sometimes there's animals. I feel like it's a homestead. The people around there are going to know you, unless he's talking like, you know, like people really can never know one another, even back at the homestead. Mm-hmm. What, a, what, a, what a dark ending. Yeah. That is kind of a dark ending. When They're you a dark them. band, my yeah, friend. Yeah. They are a dark band. I mean, but it sounds so sweet at the beginning. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it reminds sweet. me of a certain someone's, one of someone's favorite bands, The Smiths. Oh, yeah. Very... Poppy sounding, very happy sounding, but the lyrics oh, just very dark, very anti-human. Yeah, um, I just feel like the song's lyrics, like he's so confident, and you know, and like I feel like you know, like they just want to take me on some magical ride. But I, I'm like, guys, like I, I'm here, Glenn Phillips. So I, I want to take Patrick, a ride. I'm come trying. ride with me in the magical casserole. Come on, little Patrick, take a ride with me. <laughs> Come have so, some of this homestead goulash. Let me lay this out for you. I told you after the at the end of the third verse, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of time okay. to say what you had to say. Please. Going with, let's just, I'm going to, just for the ease of conversation here. You're getting real powerful right now. You are. Well, I, was, I, I wanted you guys to have a chance to do your thing. It definitely moved. Yeah. And and you guys will do your thing some more, I'm sure. But let me let me let me lay this out at your feet. Dying and coming back to life. Okay? Yeah, that. We talked at the beginning of the first verse about going toward the light. The second verse about dying and speaking to someone on the other side. We said we'd send letters, all those little things. And then coming back to life and wanting to be dead because it was so peaceful there. I see what you're saying. And you hate it. I would like to step on that immediately. <laughs> I would like to step on that and say, Glenn, let's have a seat. Let's talk about this. And then I would immediately attack. I would, I would just come right across the fucking table. As soon as you bolt, just, you, yeah, you do just, the thing where you bolt. straighten out your pants. Yeah. And then you just jump on him and start exactly. punching him. Exactly. I'd take my pants off and just jump on him. Like for an intimidation factor. just Bite his yeah, ear. Yeah. Yeah. Just holy feel that motherfucker. I, I think that maybe those verses, and again, that's kind of like a cursory, like looking over it. Um, how it makes me feel, I guess, like what I think sounds like it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that this is definitely one of those things where you could probably take it and make it more literal however you want to. I remember once we had gone to maybe Tallahassee, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Athens or something, and I was driving back with someone. It may very well have been you. And I like in live journal or something, I yeah. I posted this last verse about how I was going back home and I felt like, you know, I was going through some like young twenties, no girls like me, you know, I don't have any friends. And I was like, now back at the homestead where the air makes you choke, mm. like all angry, so all mm. yeah. <laughs> Wood becomes bone. And I was yeah. like, I'm gonna move. And of course I'm still here and of course I love all my friends. But uh every time I hear that last verse I think of it. But again, it was one of those things where I was like, oh I can you know, I can connect with this verse. I can understand what he's talking about. You go somewhere and you feel something, you know, you, you meet new people and you can kind of reinvent yourself and you don't have all these preconceived notions about you. And then you end up going back where you came from. And it's like, Ugh. for comfort's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, but you know, there's go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. It I want you to finish up. I want, I, no, you, no, that's it. It is. Okay. I, I would, we have an option here, Mark. Mm-hmm. In that there is a single version and an album version. On the album version, we're not doing that. It stops right here. <laughs> that it is stops slowly grow old, and that should be it. Yeah, that's yeah. Like proper. Ending. Are we going to? No, no, we're not. Okay, good. The the fact that yeah. the single version went back into the chorus here, I I've never been a fan of false endings. The ambience of it just like it just like creates this feeling in me that it's a very specific type of like disdain. And and it's just specific to the '90s. Like even the other song, "She's So High Above Me." There's something about the ambience of that song <laughs> that hits me in the solar plexus the same way this song hits me. And there's only a few songs that have come out in the '90s that are capable of like evoking this feeling. 
that yeah. I have. But just based on the ambiance, just based on the... You know, like... Well, it's interesting that the ambiance makes us all feel different ways. And, of course, this is the beautiful thing about music. Yeah. Is that the ambiance of this song makes me love it and makes you hate it. And that's fine. I mean, like, that's... Uh, it's just how it's just how it, it goes. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I, I don't think this is as strong as, say, like, Omaha from uh, Counting Crows on August and Everything After. But it is... Uh, it. It, for whatever reason, it just does it for me. Yeah, I understand. Um, now, now, it, all this being said, we know how much what you, we know what you like about this song. That's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. fine, hmm. Patrick. Is there anything good in this song? Um, anything, music, lyrics, anything. I he like, said something about some of the mando parts being some of the mandolin parts being. Yeah, all right. at the beginning um, or live, you like? Yeah, it. like live, it's good. Um, and I honestly, I like his voice. I like when his voice gets really gritty at the end. Um, yeah, he has an excellent voice. So he really does. He has a good voice. And that third verse, I really love how it ramps up there. And there's like a lot of mandolin plucking in there, and I like that a lot too. That's funny because. I don't like his voice. Oh, yeah. Really, I don't like it at all. But there is something when the choruses, yeah. the vocals on the choruses. Even though I think the words are silly as hell, mm-hmm. the vocals on the, the the harmonies on the choruses are pretty good. Yeah, they're not. They don't. They don't. They don't. Only the fact that they do the wood becomes bone yeah. at the end makes me cringe. And it's just the lyrics. The sound of them is not completely horrible like the rest of the song. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you cannot deny the musicianship of this fucking band. Like, seeing them live and seeing some of the live versions that we saw when we were just kind of like looking around or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, their fucking vocals are spot on. They know what the fuck they're doing. When they come in on that walk on the ocean and yep. they're all carmina, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, they and they do, and I mean, there is it's the same with a lot of their other songs off all off of Dulcinea. Or, or what else? Um, there's a lot of their backing vocal stuff that they do. They do some parts that sound kind of uh, like stingish, kind of like how like mm-hmm. and yeah. yes, um, yeah, 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 new world magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the music video is atrocious. It's um, <laughs> it it's them on a beach. It, it matches the absolute pointlessness of, <laughs> uh, of everything else about the song. You know, they just had to do it by an ocean because they say walk on the ocean, whether or not it's literal. Um, Could have been budget there's restraints. There's some CG uh, fire on a picture. Yeah, it's like very end. Lisa Loeb vibes. And if it wasn't bad enough that they redid the chorus at the end after the the outro or the ending, the original ending, they faded out, which I'm not a fan of fade outs at all. I think it's a complete cop out as a songwriter. I think every once in a while, it's it's if you have a part that you just want to go into infinity, then yeah. But I think a lot of people just use it as a shitty fail safe to get out i was gonna ask you though mark like you like the drummer right he has some like tasteful fills yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah their drummer's really good i never realized um so when i saw them a couple years ago um i knew that they had just gotten a new drummer uh but i didn't know anything about why i just heard their old drummer um had quit uh their old drummer is a guy named randy gus randy who um who left he started in the band in 1986 and left in 2017, which is right, I think. Wow. I think I saw. Yeah, the, I mean, this is all original members still. I believe that's a <clears throat> strange time to suddenly bow out. Maybe something happened that we he, don't know. Well, about, yes, know? he um, suffers from osteogenesis imperfecta. Oh, that's bone problems. Yes, yeah. called brittle bone disease. Yeah, yeah. So if you notice when you see him play live, he has like a little bit of a shorter stature. You know, I was watching a music video. We were watching the video for. Um, Something Something's wrong. always wrong, and I noticed it, and I was like, "Oh, that's strange." I never noticed it, and so I looked it up, and I saw that, and basically, it got so bad um, that it can like cause problems with your teeth, it can cause problems with your bones breaking very easily, obviously, and a couple of other problems. And I think he was just like, "I can't." Keep Oftentimes, doing this. drummers make and break bands. I cannot ape on a drummer that is just gonna just sit there and provide a beat. I can't. Yeah. It's because, you know, part of it is, you know, growing up and trying to find a drummer that, you know, <laughs> it's so difficult to oh, do. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want somebody that's just going to come in there often. You know, you, you know, you, if you're fortunate enough to find uh, a Keith Moon, that's great. You know, make it work. But there's so many songs where it's just that guy sitting in the pocket and leaving it alone. And that's what this is uh, mostly in this song. Yeah. 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 But it's so, tasteful. Like I said, I is, love that. I love that. The right before the break thing. 
what he does with a ba 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 ga and he like hits a snare on one right uh which is kind of like a little bit of a weird move for a drummer um a little bit of a weird decision but it really catapults that you know the the crest of the song it's not over the top though no 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 no. that's the thing everybody gives this isn't fucking drummers to go, but everybody gives <laughs> gives uh, Ringo Starr a hard here time. To talk but it's like he stuff, did what man. he needed to do. Yeah. He, he didn't. He didn't. We didn't want a fucking Keith Moon in the Beatles. No, that would have been too much. There's times when it's appropriate, and most of the time it's not. Yeah, yeah. we're not even going to bother with uh, song facts because or um, song, song meanings because it, there's sixty something comments, and every one of them, it's like I remember getting. Diving very deep into the lyrics to um, Procol Harum's Whiter Shade of Pale. Because so many people have different theories about what the song fucking means. And the lyrics are fucking out there. They're so great. Um, They are. They're uh, so great. I mean, it's interesting. It would be interesting to do that song on here because... Mm -hmm. It's like this. It, it is doesn't like mean this. anything. I know it is, but I just <laughs> like, like the lyrics that. are fucking weird. I love that, but they're very open to interpretation. People are saying that this song is about the Lewis and Clark expedition. Oh my god! People are saying. I agree with you. I agree with you. But people, people are like, oh, like people have like you know about us with nature and becoming one with nature and all this other stuff. I mean, so you can go read That's it if you want strange. to. But I mean, people. Get very, very, very deep into this song where the they song think is about they know the Dodgers' move to Los Angeles. I mean, fuck it. And it's ultimately weird. funny because the singer has said, "I don't, I don't know." I mean, I guess he could be lying, but he's like, he's telling everybody, "It's not about anything." I fucking wrote him as a placeholder, and be like, "No, no, listen." I stayed up all night, smoke, smoking fucking handfuls of bathtub crank, and I was, I figured it out. This song is about having butt sex with Satan. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to go verse by verse with you. It's like, no thanks. We're good. That's so sad. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but sad, song meanings is a sad place. It is. It is. It yeah, really well, is. and so is lyrics to go sometimes. You know, though, I will say that, like, the more we're talking about this, like, I'm just quietly in my own head right now, like, adding to my own theory of why I don't like the song. So I'm, I'm just going to share my latest development. Please. Is that the ambiance that it creates... There's other 90s songs and th- that do this. Okay, so one is obviously this song. The other one is um, I-, I Am Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik. Which is funny. That song That's... came up on... That song came up on No Nonsense Trivia Podcast earlier today. Wow. It was an... Duncan Sheik was the answer to a question... Holy shit. ...that I got right. So it's very fucking weird that you're bringing it up. So okay. that one. And then additionally, what is that terrible collective soul song where it's like, so I walked across the pine. Oh, um, uh, to see the world, world below. Um, uh, in a world, gone world I know. World I know. Yeah. So all in the accompaniment in that too. It just, there's just something about the lyrics and the songwriter positing himself on this throne where he's like, I'm going to talk half-assed about these things that sound like kind of deep and magical and we're going to look into some worlds, but not really. It's just, well, world I know is very positively about someone thinking about killing themselves and not. So, I mean, like it's, it's, it's the same, but different. I mean, it's definitely more than it has the ambiance, but the lyrics definitely have a pretty clear cut, like, you know, that's true. I guess. <laughs> it's it's very okay, like there's a voice there that's saying and then the so, video yeah. is a fucking guy climbing on top of a building, taking his shoes off, yeah. standing on the edge of a building, yeah. and then getting off and crying. Just these simple moral <laughs> lessons, but you know what? This is about lyrics and not about ambiance. Yeah, that's I thought about doing no, barely breathing. For, yes, it is. That, I mean, that's the name, but we're here to talk about songs. I thought about doing barely breathing for this. I, I, we'll have to look through the lyrics in a little bit. Yeah, that see. might. That's I, I like that song. Though. It does. I, I like it that. does do a. We won't talk about it anymore because I got some stuff we'll talk about off mic about whether or not we'll add it because there's some stuff he does that's a little, a little something. Um, is there a creep factor? I mean, mine's a 0.0. Uh, 0.0. Yeah, the song is yeah, innocuous. Not, it's not, yeah. I will say this as we kind of wrap this up and bring it home. This song, you could pos- one could possibly say, and maybe you, and maybe you would say that this suffers kind of from the same issue that, um, that, um, Deep Blue Something. Uh, has where it's like kind of uh, its biggest crime is it's like vapidness um, that it is just like so empty of anything. Breakfast at Tiffany's is a little more vapid than this one. Yeah, I'd say it's a yeah, lot more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Somehow. that's just, just my opinion. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of wanted to throw that out there because I could see people making kind of the same, you know, that because I feel that that but I feel like that 
is the feeling I have about that song is how I feel you guys, what you're saying makes me feel like you may feel about that. You spewed hatred all over that. Oh, song. it's terrible. You just, you, you, what? oh man. That I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. That video is awful, too. Oh, we talked <laughs> we about went it. Over that. Yeah. yeah, I don't that's know. If like, that might have been the video I don't know if we discussed that episode. more than I other. got very angry. No, he did. And we had a lot of people has the reach whole out. ball chain necklace, inexplicably. Like, <laughs> I was very big. quite literally telling him, show me on the doll where the bad video touched you. Yeah, I mean, it was bad, bad. Yeah. It was terrible. It was a, it was a very, very painful situation. And it's not something I soon want not to relive. As, this one's not as painful. It's just I the, my level of um, <laughs> not caring, ambivalence. Yeah, yeah. My level of ambivalence yeah. to this song is just through the roof. I don't. I really don't care about this song. It's just like it's so it's so innocuous that it's bad. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, just I just don't believe in anything. It's it's trying to. Make I do me get feel. your 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 theory of you know where it went where it went from you know from verse to, to verse other. I get it and I get where you're coming from and I see how you can put that together and it's insightful don't like the song Patrick do you have anything you want to plug before you go yeah um, if you guys want to come see me at the end of the month I'm performing at uh, Walter's Laughing off uh, Lafayette Street in Cape Coral Parkway um, I'll be doing an open mic for an hour uh, Mark will be joining me Seth Ward's going to close out the show you're doing okay it's going to be a fun night of comedy I thought you were- I thought you were being serious. I, I was like, like oh, holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not all doing it. You had Martin with the fucking yeah, deadpan delivery. I was like, Patrick made a really big choice here to start doing an hour. And then when he mentioned you and I, I was like, oh, okay, this is not real. Yeah. I, you ha- yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I was like, well, I'm going to be there? I'm going <laughs> to Patrick, thank you so much for finally doing this with us. This, yes. We've had this on our radar for a year and a half now. About a year. A year, a year yeah, we've so talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so thank you very, very much. Seth, next up. What is it? We got a song. I can't remember who it is that suggested this to me, so I apologize. We're going to do you Maroon sh- 5, She Will Be Loved. I, I have no problem with this one either. No, yeah, well, have we'll no have problem. a problem with the song, but we'll yeah, have no like, problem, I have doing no problem with doing what we're going to do. Yeah, it's, We're going to tear mm. this motherfucker apart. Mm. Those are really cute lyrics. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how cute they oh, are. Oh, just how d- delicious. So delicious. Seth. We'll have all sorts of food references for that one too. <laughs> Just yes. food. a pleasure. Is maroon. We went out on a maroon five and got a whole net full of sardines <laughs> to come back in lyrically. Mark, it's a pleasure as always. Go Thank out you. there and tell your friends. Tell your friend, motherfucker. Tell your friend, motherfucker. Yes, and uh, <laughs> make sure you listen to Maroon Five's "She Will Be Loved." I think that's the name. Maybe it's just "Will Be Loved." Who knows? Who cares? It's an absolute buffet of fun. <laughs> It is. It's a hoot and holler, and yeah, it's a smorgasbord of good times. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Orgasbord. It's a board. I think board. I said smorgasbord. We'll yes, see. it is smorgasbord. Anyway, go listen to the song. We'll be back next Friday with more lyrics to go. Peace. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>